yo, you want that raw, tough love where nobody gives a fuck about how you feel? <laughs> that nearest truth without error, because nobody is truly right in this world. You gotta listen to K and K Real Talk. Yeah, we're gonna give you all of the information you need to know about your dancing. K Real Talk. Check us out. Listen to us. But most importantly, do your own research. Hey, real talk. Don't trust nothing we tell you or anybody else. Do your own research. Find your truth. Real talk. Walk that journey with us. We're here to serve you. Baraka Real talk. listening to Kate and Kate Real Talk. We are continuing our review. Mm-hmm. This is our final show about Sister Shavazad and her work. Um, just so you know, in case you don't know, we've been deconstructing the book, which I didn't even say in the last episode. We just jumped on in. <laughs> <laughs> right. We called it the green book. It was like, the green book is done. <laughs> Well, that green book is the Black Woman's Guide to Understanding the Black Man by Sister Shahrazad Ali. So we are done with this book. This will be our last episode. um, And we're just going to review episodes 27 and on um, to just kind of give some insight as to the things that we felt we possibly missed or just to share a different point of view or enhance the point of view already shared. Today we have a guest that is um, a special brother to me within my life. Um, he has been in, in my circle when I was going through some serious emotional attachment issues that were unhealthy with the choices that I made with men mm. and um, with his guidance. And influence, he helped me navigate in a way with a, I feel, a a straightforward compass Mm. (laughs) and allowed me to pick a a brother that is healthy for me in my time now. Um, Is he though? Is he? I don't know. I'm still kind of figuring that out. But I'm in a good space. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) For his peace of mind and is definitely a growing um curve so i appreciate this brother he goes by brother love so to no further ado brother love introduce yourself please hi my name is brother love um thanks for the um intro Uh, i'm glad i could actually uh help you in any way possible and hopefully with this uh show today i'll be able to do that for others who are listening in Uh, i'm from um, the northeast but i lived down south for a little while um, I'm not an expert in the sense you would think as like a uh, professional uh, in the field of relationships or anything of that sort. I'm just a guy with a lot of experience, um, personal as well as people in my social circle who uh, confided in me as well to kind of give me a certain perspective on relationships um, and some of the best ways to go about achieving what you want. Um, my whole thing is 
Um, I'm more of a realist. I like to keep it real. Um, you may not like everything I like to say or everything I say, but it's going to come from a good place. Well, that's good, brother. We here for that because a lot of people don't like the shit we got to say neither. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. You're gonna fit right in. Exactly. exactly. So we're at episode 27, no comparison, which was chapter six, um, entitled Um Employment. So uh Kyle, do you have any notes on this? Um, well, no, so I was going to say, we kind of ran through that one last night, and when we didn't have any notes, we kind of... That is true. We did run... Let that go. We did run through it. I did tell Brother Love to check out episodes from 27 on, so Brother Love, do you have any notes before we move on from that? Uh, no, not the moment. Okay, cool. So we're going to move on to episode 28, um, which is, he played too much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so do you have any notes for that one sis I don't listen cause I'm at the point I said what I said I don't have a whole lot of notes okay well I do well you know you wanna get on me cause you wanna say this is another that's alright go on listen go ahead with your reiterations well you know what you set the stage for that in the beginning in the introduction you said you're gonna elaborate you're gonna explain yeah. you're gonna give a different perspective you're gonna do all that so go ahead sis you have the floor yeah so in the the only thing that i noticed that i wanted to point out with within he played too much is that brothers have this convenience and we kind of discussed this in the last episode but it'll be great um so i figure it's yeah. important to bring up again this whole um, convenient amnesia perspective yeah. um, that we typically have within the brothers um, in regard to how they hold each other in their accountability. Because brothers would clearly see that another brother is mistreating a sister or, for even example, what is the main um, rites of passage for a grown man to encourage a young boy to do? Deflower as many deflower as many as many women as he can as soon as he encounter a young man um and he the young man is making money for himself he's doing pretty well he's handsome and the young man will share with him like you know hey brother i'm i'm out here slaying these girls left and right he gets a pat on the back Mm -hmm. which is not conducive to the overall goal of a nation because the these are he's he's hurting his sisters mm-hmm. now if you're going in my opinion on that which i want to reiterate uh, brothers if you feel that this is okay because i know brothers have an appetite for more than one woman i feel personally and i can be wrong but you should play the field this is when you do the interracial mm-hmm. <laughs> you carry your ass over there carry your ass over there to play but when you're ready to build family you come back to your sisters Mm-hmm. because a lot of sisters out here they're broken for a reason and uh, oftentimes it's due to a bad experience from a man which I think this lesbian epidemic is rising from um, based on my personal experiences with the female friends that I have they were straight at one point after a few bad relationships now they got a girlfriend mm-hmm. So that was one note that I want to bring. I don't know if anybody want to add on to that before I move on to the next. Let me let me add something to that. 
I think it's very interesting. Um, I think it's um, a one size doesn't fit all type of situation. So I do understand there are guys out there who will necessarily play the field, who will be players, who necessarily will have this cream of the crop or pick of the litter as far as uh, women are concerned. Um, but what I have to ask is, these men do exist just as there are women who will be considered the cream of the crop who could pretty much, you know, kind of play dudes as they feel as well. The question is, is about choices now. All right. Um, I think after a certain point, let's say, you know, when you're real young, maybe you get a get a pass. If you're extra young, you kind of learning, going through learning curves. But at some point, um, you do know what's good for you, what's not good for you. And what most likely will not end in a good type of situation. So if you know you want to beat this guy, you just have to be very honest to say, okay, this is a guy necessarily that ultimately we're probably not going to build a family together. We're probably not going to um, build a healthy situation for each other. So we'll just leave it at maybe we're just having a good time with each other, enjoying the experiences with each other, and not expecting anything more than that from that particular man or woman. See, I can agree with that if there's honesty on, you know, like at the table, but the situation we were talking about, a lot of these brothers, they introduce themselves to women as if I am trying to be your king, your everything, your lover. Like, I'm really trying to be here for you in that way. Then they get, they say what they need to get what they want. They get what they want. They bounce. So the women who do turn out to start to repeat the behavior that was shown to them, it just kind of furthers the cycle. But from the beginning, girls... We are taught to keep our cookie to ourselves, right? To give it to somebody special. So if the brother convinces us that he's special and then he dips on us, who's at fault for that? I agree. It is his fault. Um, wolves are going to be wolves to whoever, all right? Now, the question becomes, at some point, do you know how to spot a wolf at some point? Or are wolves always going to see you as prey and continue to prey on you? Because trust me, you're not going to change the nature of a man, just like a man's not going to change the nature of a woman. The question is, do you know how to recognize the good and bad seeds in each group and make the proper decision as far as what's best, what's in your best interest? Because at the end of the day, um, when a person first meet you, they have their own intentions. You're like, you have your own intentions. The question mm -hmm. is, are your intentions aligned enough where you can actually build something together? And if they are, how do you go about doing so? And if they're not, what is the alternative? I agree with your logic, brother. I'm not disagreeing with you. I just feel as far as going back to the beginning as to how we're teaching our young men and how we're bringing up, like what messages are we sending forth before we send them out into the world before they even get to this point to where they got to decide who's true for them and who's not. Now, granted, they still are going to have to exercise some level of discernment. I'm just wondering, when are we going to change the narrative as the parent people? When are we going to better influence our youth coming up so that they can make better decisions not just about how they treat other people but how they treat themselves because for the brother that's told to deflower as many girls as he can he's not told about the consequences of deflowering himself in that way it's disrespectful and it's degrading to his own body let alone what is doing to those little girls exactly i, and I definitely the agree i agree and that, and I, I want to bring it to you, brother love, on a personal level. And you know, f when you have, if you have a son or a daughter, you know, let's let's focus on a son. 
is this something that you're going to teach your son? Because we had a, 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 a guest on our last episode where he was sharing that in his household, he kind of let it be known to his son that it's okay for him to date whoever he want to date or even build family with whoever he wants to build family because times have changed. Whereas in my household, my baby girl is six. I'm teaching her now. You on we like blue, black, and somewhere to your color of melanin, mm-hmm. and to fo- so that you can duplicate yourself in the future because you should love yourself enough to want to see yourself in the future. So, I bring it to you. Is that something like? Is that a standard? Because we're talking about standards. Everything that we've been discussing so far with the series of Sister Sharvazad Ali is for us to redefine our standards, redefine our rules of engagement and redefine our code of culture and how we move forward as a people, even and more so as parents, because that's the next book we're getting into. So for yourself, would, is, those, is that a point that you would bring to your child? And also with the white fever <laughs> aspect, <laughs> um, the brother that we, our guest um, last episode, he also was saying that it's okay for the white fever to occur, but we're saying it should be a limit. White fever mm-hmm. should occur for you to explore white women and all other cultures of white women during your promiscuous stage. But when it's time to build family, you bring black a black woman, and that is a non-negotiable. Do you agree you with that? keep your legacy not? at home. Okay, so I'll start with the first part as far as uh, deflowering many women or you know teaching your son necessarily that uh, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. Uh, this is what I'll say. Um, it's a difficult task to convince a young man with high testosterone levels to do what he feels is not in his best interest. So what I mean is what he feels. Okay. And so I know I'm not going to be able to stop him per se, because he's going to do what he's going to do anyway at that particular age. Will I have some influence over how carried away he possibly could get with that? Possibly. But in the end, at a young age, he's probably going to do more so what his body is telling him more than what I'm going to advise him to do. Um, so I would say it's not the fact I'm going to say whether he should or shouldn't. I'll have it out. Let him know. What would you teach him? Because that's the point. Our children follow what they see. I do so agree. If they see agree. their uncles, their their father, the men in their life, all about yo, shorty was bad. I'm about to catch the next one. If they running through a woman, and they and, and they see that they're going to follow the pattern. If you if if you teach your children are going to follow what they see. We Kyle here now. We talk about the masturbation campaign mainly for sisters out here mm-hmm. because the whole idea that you mentioned, brother love, earlier that you know as long as there's an agreement where you know a woman and a man they have their situation and then there's some things that's understood. That sounds good, but I want to say ninety percent of the time. Even when that agreement is made, that sister always walk away feeling a little abandoned, unless she ejects her her pussy in a way where she turns into a, a masculine type of thing. Yeah, I was gonna say ninety percent of the time because I think I'd be in that ten percent a lot <laughs> <laughs> because after I say my piece and I say I only really want to fuck with you during these hours, and when I call you, like I don't want you calling me outside that window. And you re- and, and you moved on from that. You you high, you know you leveled up from that consciousness because it's the it's the training aspect. Like what do we? I understand the act is going to occur. 
well, what is leading up to the act? Like, what are the root causes? Are we actually encouraging this behavior or we're trying to curve it a bit? And I'm bringing it to the table as to putting it on. And when you speak, brother love, speak to like the brothers and what your opinion is in this regard, because it's important. Brothers have this thing that it's okay to to treat women this way. You shouldn't have to, you shouldn't be slaughtering the hearts of women up the age from teenage to 40s and then get it like that seems to be the standard now oh he just don't he's young he dumb let him just figure it out but sure you know how many babies and lives <laughs> are being destroyed in the process okay this is this is what i just want to finish my other point um before i move on um so as far as what i would tell my son um part of manhood is, is self-control and um that's an important underrated thing talked about at least in our community um, if you can't control your wand, uh, you'll always be at the uh, at the whim of it. You, you'll never be able to move beyond that and see beyond your own feelings, emotions, and how you see things. You see the world in a sexual way. That's a very, uh, how I should say, a very unfortunate way of looking at the world because you can never actually maximize the potential you have. So let me give an mm -hmm. example. Every relationship that young boys are going to most likely get into or whether it's going to be boyfriend, girlfriend, marriage or non-marriage, he's going to see, okay, sex is the first thing I look at. And if that's the first thing I look at, I may overlook other things that's ultimately going to be detrimental to me, which has happened to many guys, especially when they're young, where they have a, a child with a woman who they really figured out they're not interested in, or they created unhealthy relationships just for the sake of the sex, rather than building healthy relationships that can help build healthy families. That's the first thing. Now, as far as going to um, non-black women, see, this is the thing. I don't necessarily uh, think that most black women are ever going to as a collective leave, if, even if they wanted to. The question is going to be, uh, who, are, who are your better options? So let's say that you do decide to stay. Is this the best you're going to get based on all the relationships you possibly could have in your life? Do you feel like this is the best option for you? See, from what I'm, what I'm hearing from brothers is not that they actually want other races of women for the most part. It's usually that the kind of interaction they've had with their own hasn't been the most pleasant. And I don't mean just attitude or anything of that nature. It could be in the sense that maybe they don't necessarily click with them um, culturally or necessarily maybe the guys that these women are giving play to who actually they do like aren't feeling them. And the, they see the guys that Archie are giving play to and then nothing like that. So like, okay, maybe I have more uh, more options as other culture, race, or whatever the case may be than I have now, or maybe even better options. Brother so, love, brother love, brother love. I'm sorry. I hate to cut you off, but it just seems like you're going to go on for a little bit longer. Okay. Um, The black men who say that they don't feel as though they relate to black women culturally, what the hell? Let, let me let me explain. Let me elaborate. All right. Okay. So, uh, have you ever met someone from another race who uh, I tried to identify as, you know, black culture, which AKA would mean hip hop culture? You you kind of see them try to talk with the the, the language. Yes, they culture vultures. And okay, and so what do they do? They may be more comfortable hanging around more black people being in black culture rather than being their own culture, whether it's white, black, I mean, white, Asian, Hispanic, and so on and so forth. And so some black guys feel like that when they're interacting within the black community and they probably have more in common maybe with, 
you know, maybe an Asian woman or a Latina woman or even a um, white woman. Uh, maybe it's just because they want to be in a, in a similar family structure. Maybe they feel like they want to be more patriarchal. Maybe they want to feel more conservative. Maybe they sound, they... Like they sound like they're individuals because mm -hmm. what we're talking about is nation building. See, you didn't just get here by yourself. You have four mothers, four fathers that brought you here. You have an ancestral path that brought you to the space that you're in. Why, when you take, personally me, those people who make those individualistic decisions are disgraceful because they're not taking key to their bloodline. If I decide to just change my culture, change who I am, I'm a lion today. Mm -hmm. Damn it, I don't want I don't want to be a lion. I'm gonna be a zebra. <laughs> so I'm just going, I ain't gonna, I ain't, I'm not, I'm gonna help the zebras survive. I'm actually gonna help the zebras kill these lions because I ain't I ain't for the lion population no more. I'm, I'm gonna stop be. eating meat, I'm gonna eat grass, I'm gonna run with them. And you know, damn, they running away from me. Why? <laughs> I'm trying. Look, I'm like you. I'm trying to be with you. It's like what? It doesn't make sense. It, it these are the, to me that just doesn't make sense. And those people that we speak of, they're not the the best mentally functional people in the world. And their children tend to have a lot of issues, not knowing what side to be on. Because we we omit that. We omit the issues that these biracial children have. And then another thing too is like, what are we teaching? What are you teaching to your your family when you you grew up with these aunties, these black grandmothers, these these um sisters and uncles, and all of these stuff? And then you just abandon that whole family tree and start a new one because you like the culture. Mm -hmm. That's insane. I don't agree with that. And that's something that um, brothers are using as an excuse. Because as much as they want to say the black sister has all of these issues, brothers got issues too. Mm -hmm. Many of them. And the, the sisters that they choose outside of the race of black women, Tiger Woods would tell you they ain't coming up light Honey. and being sweet. They still going to have they, they, um, toxic behaviors too. I'm, I'm more concerned 12 chapters about of it in this book. Yeah, I'm concerned about my legacy. I'm a I'm a black woman today. I want to be a black. I want to leave a legacy of a black woman. If I would never, ever, 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 ever choose a white man, regardless if he connect with my culture or not, because I I'm thinking of my four mothers that they didn't have a choice but to have their bodies used as a toilet bowl by any white man that chose when they were forcefully bred to have bear children and sell them. I think about them. They're in my heart. They're in my mind and my soul. They're, what they went through is not just disappearing because it's some damn Netflix mm. and Hulu and, and cars and clothes that they now have us with these nice comforts and ability that we forget what has happened. So this is why... And 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 when you um I it's not an attack on you, brother, because I I love you and I appreciate you, but I think one of our biggest problems as a people is that we don't understand our problem. That is a severity. That is a problem mm -hmm. that we are not standing in the truth of what has happened to us. If brothers rem remembered the true plight of what it is to be a black man and the true plight of what it is to be a black woman, we would interact with each other a lot differently. 
even on if this relationship is just on this irresponsible trend of which is well not I shouldn't say irresponsible but if it's just even on a sexual component there still has to be respect there a lot of our brothers like sister kahawia said they're playing games this no, men are saying whatever they can say to get what they want to bounce and you have and i'm and i've heard i've i've sat in at work and listened to brothers corral and gather and explain they, how they get a girl to do whatever they want them to do and i don't see not one brother standing in that crowd and say real that ain't right we gotta do better by the sisters mm-hmm. i don't see the accountability taking place and even with the stance to say well you know my son he has hormones he gonna feel how he's gonna feel he's gonna do what he want to do uh yeah that is true. that's a cop out too because listen people get angry People get mad at people all the time and might feel like they want to kill somebody, but they don't because that moral compass <laughs> gives them reason not to. Well, what I would say is um, life is about outcomes, right? And you want to make the best decision to give yourself the best outcome possible to have the most joy you could possibly get out of the life that you have, right? So if that particular person doesn't think that he's going to have the best outcome based off his experience with whoever, he's most likely going to try something else or distance himself from the thing that makes him or gives him discomfort. Now, I'm not saying there's a particular reason why, per se, because every man would have to have that own judgment on their own. What I'm saying is, if there is a reason why, is it a viable reason? And if it is, what needs to be done to fix that so then this person could come back to the community, especially if they're a valuable asset? especially if they're going to actually uh, do more good than bad for the community, per se. Now that I can agree with. So we will have to figure out how we can fix them or help them fix themselves so that they can come back to the community, correct? Because there is, listen, there is sambos everywhere. So I feel like for those who don't want to be a part of the community for those who don't want to be a part of the collective be honest about that shit too so we can so when we get to desegregating your ass will be somewhere over there too don't be all about the collective and the community when it's beneficial to you if this is not where you wholeheartedly reside okay uh it's very interesting that uh we're talking about this because um now this comes down to mating strategies as to how do people pick mates per se um I've spoken to many men, especially within the community. And we pretty much have a consensus what the mating strategy usually is in, in the black community per se, um, when it at least comes to our women. And most would agree, including myself, it would come from looks and swag first, and then other attributes would necessarily be uh, look, looked at. Um, and that becomes a problem because it's almost like the way men look at women, women look at men to some degree, at least in our community. And just hear me out for a second, all right? Um, I've known a lot of intelligent brothers, um, brothers who are doing quite well for themselves, uh, brothers who necessarily um, are stand-up citizens and uh, are good guys. And like I said, one of the biggest complaints they've had uh, have been necessarily the choosing pattern or the mating patterns of the sisters in the community because maybe they don't have the, you know, uh, the swag, the look, but they have other tangible or intangible things that necessarily a good uh, husband and let alone possibly good father would have if given opportunity. 
And when they've seen other guys who necessarily may not have those same traits, but they have to look, get the play, there's some issues there. Yeah, there are some issues there. And that is a problem that we do have. And that goes back to the root of how we teach our children or our babies how to choose. Because even with those men, and and a lot of times they want the girl that ain't good for them. They want the one that's walking around with the Louis Vuitton bag, but then when they get her, they get upset that she has a spending habit. You knew she had a spending habit mm-hmm. based on the choices of things that she desires. There's a lot of good women out here that get overlooked because they don't have that cookie-cutter image. They're not out here with, you know, showcasing their clothes or, you know, they're not out here with a social media account. A lot of women get underrated too. I think we desire things that are not good for us and that goes for women too we, we a lot of sisters out here will choose a man just because he know how to fuck mm-hmm. and we be looking at a man sideways that don't got no um proper dick print and them and them gray sweatpants be like hold <laughs> up now you know you don't qualify to wear those and that's part of the problem that is the problem. And that's what we have to teach her. Because when I remember when I was a young girl talking about the mating stage and how you choose, This, these were my lessons. Don't have sex. That was it. And then when I started having sex, he got a big dick. Mm-hmm. And that was the qualification. Oh, he spent money on you? So we have to elevate what we actually teach. And the the individual aspect of... You know, it's okay to go outside of a race because you don't see what you would like to see within your family structure. I'm asking brothers, take it a few generations ahead because most brothers that do the interracial route, they tend not to be able to support the community that they left. That money tends to go into that new family. So it's about, you know, it's it's kind of confusing for us to discuss this whole black pride and generational wealth but then we also preach it's okay to have children or build families with other people outside of um outside of our race if we're truly on the whole movement of building wealth and 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 stabilizing ourselves economically as a nation then where's the nation going to exist if we're mating all over the damn place there needs to be a standard so with you and i and um you know if we say this is our standard our standard would be mutated because something that's great about our people, we don't have to take votes when shit is when shit makes sense. As long as we articulate it in a way and we live by it, become the example, people follow the behavior. For far as what we say, how we wear our hair, what the clothes we wear. But one of the biggest problems that we're noticing is that we have a huge issue of just identifying these things. And that is a, a huge um, concern for me and that I think that as a community, we're not going to grow if we can't identify the problem. And, that leads and we have to... a huge issue with wanting to be, um, to be accepted by other people. First, accept yourself. Accept yourself and then do better with those around you so that y'all can find a collective way to move forward. And accept your, fa- your fucked up black woman. That's that's where we would agree, disagree. <laughs> I'm always gonna say go and appreciate it. Um, so if you're mostly appreciated by your women, then you can just stay with them because there's no reason to look elsewhere. 
Um, but if you're not appreciated by them, um, then ultimately it would be wrong for me to say stay where you're not appreciated and not be happy. Then maybe it's just not those individual women, but you ain't date all of them. So if you have, if you dated five of them and it didn't work out, okay, I would say if you're going to go back to the drawing board and figure out what it is, what it was about those women that attracted you in the first place and try and change your own wants and needs and try to align them to what you really feel like you need, find the black women that fit that new parameter. Don't say, okay, well, white girl, here it is. Asian girl, here I come. Like, no. How you give up on yourself so quick? How you give up on your bloodline so quickly? And that's the part that that's the part that we're trying to encourage brothers to consider. It's not an individual task. If you really keep in mind what's going on, you as a person, like the blood that flows through you, you didn't just come up with this blood on your own. It was passed down to you by another brown sister. And if you're a successful man, why wouldn't you want to give that to another brown baby or a bloodline that already went through so much trauma? Why don't you pull back from one of those ancestors? You merging with a group of people that don't have no interest in you. Just making just that one person, you want to trade out the whole the whole ancestral past for that one person that, um happiness that they give you. What? Is it to me that's just is a cop out. And we need to change that story. We need to change our entire program for daily living and daily thinking. Um, and that leads us into, if we don't have anything more to say, I want us to move on to the next episode, which is episode 29, Jailbirds mm-hmm. Fly Low. Honey. Because we are talking about fly low concept, because this is a fly low concept when you on a, on a mission for self, and you just trying to find somebody that fit your program. Because sisters will play the part for security. Mm-hmm. And 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 quiet as it's kept, most of the sisters who are dating or choosing the black men, I'm I'm not saying that this is an or interracial relationships, but majority of the black men got it together. She ain't digging in the hood unless mm-hmm. she's from the hood. But it ain't vice versa. It ain't a sister a, a white woman that come up and she like, you know, I just can't connect with my white man. I'm gonna build a family with this brother over here over here he may not have much but he make me happy Mm-mm. Well, where where are they she ain't going to the projects to get her boo she going to where boo got bank already she may go to him to fuck and leave mm-hmm. but it, it don't work that way for us on the other side and then when you take an account of what has happened to us it's just like we have some responsibilities that we need to, need to um, be mindful of so um that way of thinking needs to change so that we can teach our babies correctly. So for the Jailbirds, episode 29, Fly Low, do we have anything for that? No, no, no. Nothing from me. No, me either. I don't really have anything for that. So we want to move on to episode 30. F out of here. Yeah, fuck out of here. Yeah, fuck out of here with all of those <laughs> fly low habits. Yeah, how the hell? How the hell can me as a black woman? I've been hurt. I mean, stomped on the ground, mistreated, hurt. Had no daddy growing up. Always wanted the masculine attention. Never being chosen. Said I was ugly. Said I didn't look good enough. All of this, and I still keep choosing your head. You're, you're behind. So how come you can put me through the ringer 
and I still and then give up you. on me. Yeah, Come and then on. give up on us because we don't fit us. I guess because we don't necessarily fit right away. How about giving up on your damn self? Because without me, you can't produce you. Mm-hmm. I, I really don't understand how these brothers with all these interracial babies and they have their children and they can look at their kids and understand that if they child go white again, they're gone mm-hmm. from the bloodline. That's it. Your little melanin ain't going to compete. Yeah. So I that that to me is just like is racial suicide. Like I love me. I want to see. I want to see me within my in my future generation. So F out of here is um, we're talking about chapter nine, um, which is religion, <laughs> sustain and and keep down. Um, I did have a. Um, something to mention with religion but i'm not certain if i should um because it seems like it's a it may be a reiteration but it may go take us to a different space but i have a question about the religion section okay cool uh and this is more of a not specific question pertaining to the reading itself per se um just a question about the black church in general which before i actually ask this question i I just want to let you know um I'm not saying anything against church or anything like that. I'm actually a Christian myself and things of that nature. But uh, one has to ask, why are black men not going to church anymore? Not feeling the need to go to church anymore. Mm. Well, I ain't a black man. You ask me as a black woman. <laughs> well, that, well as, as an opinion, as your opinion, you know, what do you think? It would be some of the reasons that could possibly be uh, pushing black men away from the church. From from my studies, I've learned that we have been brainwashed to always look for this type of savior figure. You know, we had we were forced to have a master, then we had our overseer, and then we had to go to white man for a job. And in that whole process, they also forced us to be Christians, to practice this religion of Christianity in the form of a Bible that has, which is a carbon copy of a carbon copy of a carbon copy of the original text from Kemet, which is popularly popularly known as Egypt. Um, And all of that, I think people see the, um, the gains and the business behind religion because it is a business. And the accountability aspect I feel is the reason why brothers can't sit in an audience and listen to another man tell him how he should live his life. And he may be privy to this black man also, you know, messing around with sister on a choir board <laughs> or, it, or, you know, the whole church, the, the entire or messing family. around with brother in the deacon. Oh. Yeah. It's a lot of it, the, the um, relationships within the church some of them are very toxic yet they are they don't take accountability for that it's not a an open space forum where you can even question things at a church too there's no free mind it's a group think approach so if if people are in the space of empowerment and they're into you know educating oneself and understanding what's going on around them the church is not the best um, space for a brother who's trying nope, to figure the out his path. you have a difference of opinion or even a question they condemn you to hell. 
Well, then my Straight question. Back. Well, then my question would be uh, follow up question would be then uh, why aren't the women necessarily following following what the men are doing by not wanting to go to the church either, and actually giving them the money necessary to continue to deceive. I think those sisters are in denial too. See, people, mm -hmm. the, the the church goers, the consistent church goers that I know of, they are in a state of illusion. They create a world in their mind that makes them feel comfortable. And church is a is the center and the core of that. Church is where they're praised and loved and they're not held accountable for what they do at home because nobody Thank questioned that. I'm glad you, that's what I was going to. That's mm -hmm. exactly the essence of what I was trying to get you to say. All right, so it's this accountability thing, all right? Uh, in, in church, the one thing or one of the last places in which you can go, and because they, you may think they have the best interest at heart, they're really, or the pastors are really motivated by keeping the congregation happy. So it used to be at one point in time, you know, uh, going to church and necessarily not being married or necessarily having kids out of wedlock. Uh, you kind of be shamed out of being in church, which, um, you know, take it as you will, but it kept people in line. It kept structure and left out chaos. And men were okay with that because the accountability piece was there. The one thing about, the one thing about men for the most part is that from a young age, at some point, you're going to be held accountable for your actions. All right. And Unfortunately, um, without a father in the house, and you have no one necessarily teach you this or show you this, then you sometimes, or a guy may sometimes do something they shouldn't be doing and think they won't be held accountable, maybe like some women would be. So let's say um, the young, you know, a kid thinks he can talk to another guy the same way a woman talks to another woman. There's going to be some violence involved, probably death. Um, and it's better for him to learn that in the household or from another person of authority than have to learn in the streets or on his own. And what you're seeing is women are still going to go to the church because now it's a free-for-all. You can pretty much do what you want, how you want, say what you want, and the pastor is just going to be beholden to collecting dollars and not holding people accountable. Is this every church? No. But it's just a reflection of what society is today. And one last thing. It's also about how the pastor makes you feel, all right? Uh, it makes you feel like everything's going to be okay. He gives you hope. Uh, there's really no condemnation. It's more so like, whatever you want to do, I'll find a way to justify this. And then, you know, guys see this and they say, you know what? I don't want no part of this at all because I expect a more structure, uh, more conservatism and things of that nature in the church. So I'm going to remove myself from a place that has no accountability, especially when I'm seeing it with my own two eyes. Yeah, most definitely. And it, I mean, it just shows how fragmented we are too as a people because we don't really have many rehabilitation programs for certain different hurdles and, and dramas that we'll have to come to pass in our life. Like if you're suffering from grief from someone that has passed, where do you go? If you have a heartbreak or a, you know, a divorce situation, where do you go? We don't really have pockets of community affairs services structured by our own people that we feel comfortable to converse with outside of the church. The church pretty much is the core place for most people to find these safe havens, which, I mean, I can't speak for all churches, but what makes me 
um, see it not conducive to those who are into accountability is that you can't go against the church because the, as you said, pastor has to make everybody um, happy. He has to continue to be lying <laughs> and create that narrative for people mm-hmm. to be happy so he can get those tithes to pay for the church. It's a business. It's a business. And unfortunately, um, we don't have many mental health um, groups or organizations to kind of build our people outside of the church so people go there. Because I, I used to go to church. Not, I wasn't a fluent church goer, but at certain times in my life from teenage on, I looked for a church. And then I found more therapy within finding my own groups of people who are like mine based on the information I started to study. And that's another thing too with churchgoers, which um, is not mentioned often. Those are the least studied people. Hmm. They pretty much go off of what people tell them. Rarely ever doing research on their own, or if they do do research, they don't question the authors. Like one of the jewels that I'll drop for our listeners is that any material you pick up, it's important for you to check out who created that material and what they have Mm -hmm. gone through. When I pick up a book and I find out the author lost his job or her job and they had to move to the country, well, shit, that's a book I want to read. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Versus the person that get a Nobel Prize <laughs> um, award for in all of these so-called um, degrees given to them by former oppressors or, excuse me, current oppressors. But just, you know, it's come on. We have to be able to identify our truth. And unfortunately, our truth come in, um, most of our truth is misrepresented as um, as a lie. Like, the, they, they put all of our truth in that conspiracy world. Like, you know, it's this conspiracy to say I'm spiritual. When people ask you, what religion you have, you're supposed to claim something. Mm-hmm. I'm Baptist. I'm What's Muslim. your denomination? What's your de- I don't have no de- denomination. I'm me. I am. And I'm mm-hmm. and I'm spiritual. I connect to my ancestors and I do research. That's it. See what you, what's interesting is in other say in other cultures, right? Most cultures use religion as a way to create structure. All right. Uh, whether you believe in religion or not, or believe in the church or not, if let's say the pastor helped maintain a level of of, of a healthy community based off of the lessons they teach in the congregation in which they can pass out to the community and keep the community at hold from chaos. Whether the pastor was telling the truth or not about what, how the interpret, interpretation of the Bible actually is, I have no problem with that thing. The problem I have is that what's being said is continuing the chaos rather than helping create structure. So I don't think the religion itself is my, my personal big issue per se. As long as you're getting the outcomes that are best for the community. But religion has But think about it, it has created structure. Just not just not to your benefit. It's created a structure to the benefit of your oppressors. They still benefiting from the shit today. Because think about religion, it's a political game. Think about all the wars that have occurred based on religion. Religion Mm. has caused more deaths than lives. That even the Christianity that we practice, they used to like the the ships that brought us here was named Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. They they documented us on the ship as Adam one, Adam two for the black brothers, Eve one, Eve two 
for the black sisters. They forced the religion down our throat to a point that we are black men and women, stolen Hebrew Negroes. We are the Frankensteins of the world, which is why we do things so different and so creative than anybody because they kind of created this, 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 this nation of a people with their breeding process, with their, their constant trying to destroy us as a whole. How can you destroy the parent people of humanity? You can't. We continue to rise. We're like weeds. <laughs> we keep coming up through the concrete, through the cracks and finding a way, but we still haven't blossomed in this world. But we forget our past. We circumvented and parented this world and cultivated this world for thousands of years before their 400-year dominance. They just became in power. And what, and this goes back into us understanding our history because I care about content that's being taught. Don't just feed me a story just so I can just stay in line because that doesn't secure my future. It's important that I operate on pure truth. Mm-hmm. And that truth is not being practiced. We teach our babies, like, for example, um, I don't necessarily believe in the LGBTQ community. I think it is a propaganda scheme to further destroy the black family because that's the biggest thing that they have done to us as a people, which is why we even decided to do this podcast. The black family in general is not doing well. Black men and black women don't get along to the point that this you're the second black man we put on our show and you have also agreed that it's okay for a black man to be with another woman because of this is you know good men they done did it and they 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 need to find somebody of like mind or somebody that make them happy they pick their best choice that's insanity mm-hmm. for us to be able to cure us as a whole if our black men have already agreed to that now we got this lbg2 <laughs> the alphabet community <laughs> that we agreeing with. So now you got the black man going to the other woman. You have the um the the children not even populating themselves. Let's not even talk about this vaccine they pumping out that may be sterilizing folk. Who's to say just because we free today, who's to say we won't be free tomorrow? Mm. I agree. Um let me just the first point about the religion uh, and give you an example. Um, before I move to the next point. So my first point about the religion piece is that religion can be used in two ways. It's almost like fire. Fire just exists, but you get to determine how you get to use it. So religion has, like you said before, caused massacres, um, crusades, and things of that nature throughout history and continues to do that today. Religion is also inspired to help people create, help build communities. So it's not necessarily religion itself that's the problem. It's who's using it and how it's being used. Just the same way that the black community was taught a, a certain version of Christianity that made them docile, more go along to get along, and it's destroyed our community to some degree. It's also been used to help uh, the dominant society per se um, enhance their riches and be better off for themselves. So once again, I think it's in the beho- it's in beholden to the person using the religion to help produce better outcomes for the community or the people that follow that religion. Because then they'll be more likely, because there are benefits for them by following this religion, stay in line and do what's necessary to maintain whatever order they're already or needs to be 
for them to continue to have the quality of life they have. But why start with religion? Why do you need something to save you to help you save yourself? Why well, not just move and be better? Be be the example that you want for your community and then your community will follow. Why do you need to have a go-to starting point? The go-to should be within you. And that in the religion text itself, it goes against the truth. That's the part that I don't understand. If if the religion was good for us, remember what do we what most black communities have in their neighborhood? A liquor store and a church. And church. So the the religion aspect is not this is is not going to help. We keep thinking that it is. It's not. It's making okay, us like they said docile. Is it is it the religion or the person teaching the religion? Because once it's again, the, it's it's both. Because the the content, the religion content, is not authentic history. It doesn't tell the truth of what has happened. Most people who follow religion don't pick up other books. Because it will debunk most of the stuff that they're taught. I do agree. But let me ask you a question. Let's look at every community that's actually doing better than uh, the black community is doing in this country. And they all have religions like everybody else. But the difference is how it's taught to them and who's teaching them. See, we would never go to a Muslim person for the most part. Well, we actually might. But even if we did, they look at us like we're crazy. If I went to, let's say I went to an Indian community and I decided to criticize uh, uh, their religion per se, especially if they've gotten positive outcomes from the religion or help create a healthy structure, whether it's truthful or not, they're gonna do what it takes to protect that religion is because that's the, one of the cornerstones of their culture that helps keep things in order the way it's supposed to be. And this, in our community, is the exact opposite. It's okay, but let's talk about their religion, chaos. right? Is it healthy though? And who's it healthy for? Because it only really seems to be healthy for the men. It ain't healthy for the women that's being stoned for even looking at another dude. It's not helping for the women that's being stoned, period, no matter what she do. It's not helpful for those parts. So who is that religion benefiting? Well, okay. And these other religions, I'm sorry to add to that. Remember, white supremacy, racism is a global front. The people who are profiting from these religions, white, turd, um, skinned, people of that culture because black people are a part of all four corners of the earth so the people who tend to practice these behaviors and these religions they i mean not to say brown folk don't but the people who profit from it tend to have white skin religion in general has not helped any it hasn't helped a group of people in totality globally this is not even just an American situation, a global aspect. It's okay. not, and it, it's so many damn versions of it, too. Do you know what the number one selling book in the world is of all time? The Bible. There's a reason for that. Regardless of all the chaos and destruction it's called. Yeah, the propaganda. Well, <laughs> that is the, is the biggest Not because it works. Scene. Not because it works. And remember, how many versions of it exist? But, but what do you mean by works, though? How many um, versions of it exist? I agree with that. But what do you, you know mean? It's brother? not even an authentic text. It's a propaganda mm. scheme. It's I'm not, not even authentic. I agree with everything both of you are saying. I'm just trying to get clarification by what do you mean by works? Are you talking about outcomes? If people aren't getting the kind of outcomes they should be getting in life? Is, is that what you mean by works? Everyone is enslaved to the system. If we don't follow 
the regime of of the government, we're not able to function as a family or function as a people. The religion, far as the, I'm not going to discuss the global experience. I'm just going to talk solely on the Black American experience. The religions that were given to us is the same thing that was given to us, like the language that we speak, the names that we carry, the clothing that we wear, the cult. You know, is it was it was forced upon us. Why would you practice the oppressor's religion? I just don't get it. If you if you're so if you're so woke and conscious of what has happened to you in the past, how can you just say this is who I am? And this was the very same text they used to enslave you. I'm not knocking the book. It is a great research piece. We should learn from the book, but to live by a book and by and and to be you're you're so core religious. And you have such spirituality, but you don't tap into your own thoughts, the the Yah in you, where people would say God in you. But we say Yahweh ben Yahweh. The Yah in you, you looking for man, another man to tell you what you're supposed to do with your life and how you're supposed to move forward. Pastors are counselors with a large audience. Mm. But every counselor doesn't always give the best advice. And if his if and if the information that he's sharing is creating more clusters of confusion, which it tends to do, because the we have the churches that have the 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 um they have an image of the most high as a black man. But then the Bible says you should not have no image representing the most high. Mm-hmm. No symbol, no images. But then they have these images. It's just like it's it's contradictions everywhere. And then when you go to church and you say, well, hey, I, you know, I don't agree with that. Then everyone comes against you. So it's not a space for growth. It's a space for you to sustain. You have to maintain the order as is and keep it pushing. And the church has always been here. And the outcome of us is still not where we're supposed to be. So I don't think that is the goal or the focus of just going back to church, everything going to be okay. It ain't worked before, it ain't working now. And that leads us to, because I skipped over episode 31, uh, which was the ending of religion chapter. Um, but we're um, since we're talking about confusion, because that's the confusing aspect that we're mm-hmm. talking about. It's very confusing for people to think that, you know what, if I go to church, everything going to be okay. And that's just not the reality. You just in the, you just in the click. And most churches don't get along with other church folk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they become it's like it gets. It, it, and I'm not speaking on all churches, um, in in its entirety, but because the churches have always been here prior to my existence, and probably will be after my existence, the, the we as a people still haven't improved. So it's not just the church. You got Jehovah Witness now. You got the Muslim population. They all been working at this race problem as this people problem. They haven't solved it yet. So I'm going to be a dinosaur and go and, and, and go back into the church and expect a different method. Um, my, a diff- it's to say, oh, well, my method of going to church is going to be different. So let's find a different solution. No, that's insanity. It hasn't worked. I think the revolution isn't going to be televised. It's not going to be in the church. 
is a good business structure, is a good um, resource point, but it needs to get cleaned up. And how can you clean something that doesn't take accountability mm. to even change the text? Like, why are we even still using the word Jesus? Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I agree with everything you just said. Um, but what I would like to add to that is, what does religion give you uh, that most people are searching for in life? Purpose. They don't give me shit. That's well, why well, I'm, well, I'm not well, religious. I'll give, I'll give you an example. All right. Uh, how do you galvanize a whole group of people? All right. Now, you can go to each person individually or just talk from your heart of hearts. But there has to be something that most people believe in outside of themselves because we as humans know we're very limited to, to our abilities as to what we can achieve to some degree and, and even like uh things that maybe seem impossible that occur that are that do happen in life what do we usually say oh you know higher being higher you know deity or whatnot people always are searching for the unknown the thing that necessarily they don't understand to get understanding or gain understanding and what religion has done is if it's used properly, has giving people a purpose, an understanding, a direction, and structure. And you've seen this with what many, direction many... and structure people got? Okay, I'll give an example. You know, I I'm... was going to tell you, please tell us when okay. this religion has been used properly. Because okay. you I'm... say you agree with what we're saying, and everything we're saying goes against what you're saying, but you agree. So help us to understand your perspective, because we're not seeing okay. it. I do agree what you said, because if it's used improperly, that's the result. You're going to get chaos, destruction, and so on and so forth. But what's not being said is all the good that's come out of religion, from people uh, helping thy neighbor, the Ten Commandments, um, wanting people to get married. Let's be honest. Most men, if it wasn't for religion, would not get married, ever, period. Most women cannot convince a man, especially in this country, to get married outside of religion, even if they had children with them which is what you see in the black community because a lot of men left the church and what, and I asked most women this question, okay, outside of religion, what purpose or what reason should a man get, ever get married? Because you can build a family without getting married. You don't necessarily have to get married ever. But one of the main things that's used to help create a structure or convince a particular man to do this is religion because outside of that, most men don't think it makes much sense. So for all the bad is done, it's done good as well. This is why I always say... We're, we're just saying, Black man, that it hasn't done good for us as a people. It has created more confusion than anything else. Okay. And the reason why I say that is because the Black man and the Black woman is not good today with all this religion, even with the so-called marriage. It's it, We are not good today. And this structure and this entity has been here for... The past 400 years in our lives, we had our own religion before we came onto this land that we don't know of and can't even resource. And this religion was forced upon us. And as a people, there was a point of time before integration. Um, we were um, somewhat, we were good as far as with economic structure, but we had all of our sisters permanent here because mm-hmm. that, that Christianity has taught black women that you know if you want to aspire to be something you have to make mimic the white man and woman which is today you know why we have so many sisters with these long weaves you know it's just it's just a a clusterfuck of confusion when it comes to um beauty and self-identity because it the information is not being taught as it should i'm just saying that the religion that you're speaking of that you're saying is so good for us as a people homosexuality is coming out of that religion 
mm-hmm. the acceptance of it, which I feel is not natural order of life. And of that book, um, what you call the Bible, the most popular selling book, that very book feels homosexuality is not coming of this world either. In Genesis, the most I got rid of Solomon and Gamora because of all the homosexuality stuff that, that was going on. Eradicated the entire town. But somehow mm-hmm. it's still accepted. Oh, because it's a business. Oh, they ain't yeah. going to get their funding if they don't accept the alphabet community. Mm-hmm. But this comes back so, tomorrow. And so, come- so how is that conducive to the people? Like, uh, one thing that I don't like us doing as a people is fluffing up our our status for ego and, and, and for pride. Fuck that. We are fucked up. Mm-hmm. Nothing has worked for us in totality. We had pockets of moments in history where we thrived and then we crashed. We need to analyze that. The black church is not the savior. It never has and it, no, and it won't be. It may have good points. It may have some resources, but it is not the the um the ultimate solution to our problem. Because if it was, we wouldn't be talking about these issues today. And how can an institution that doesn't enforce accountability really going to provoke change? Because we clearly stated when we started talking about the church that the church is the only space that the black woman can go to and um, be able to just have enjoy and, and feel good about herself, but she's not held accountable to what she do home. I don't think we need to galvanize anymore. Actually, Kahawi and I speak offline. We tired of all of these goddamn, um, excuse me, but shit, that's how I feel. <laughs> all of these damn family affairs. Mm-hmm. I can't see my goddamn money. It's always some goddamn graduation, this, that, baby shower, sip and see. Fucking, I mean, it's, it's too much. We need to stay home. Stay mm-hmm. home. Clean up your house. Get along with the people at home. Everybody want to get galvanize and, and, and be in these large groups and talk and figure things out. And then they go home and they just got the worst situation. Their house is a mess. They can't keep it clean. They're not eating well. The children are on their phone and tablets all day. The man ain't engaged with the woman. The woman ain't engaged with the man. Like, come on. We have, is it, I think we're done with these, these crowd group think tanks. We need to start hunkering bunkering down into our own home and space and focus on our true world which is our family and extended family because when you fix home everything around you start to change mm-hmm. when i went and i and i noticed that with my own personal research with my hair when i was rocking a perm because i was a part of that ever with the rites of passage as a young woman was to get a perm as soon as you got of age, 13, you go to the hair salon, you have them give you a perm. Now you you good. You good money now. And when I learned from my past and I became more aware of my history, I'm like, I can't wear this shit on my head. I cut my hair. And I did mm-hmm. it the hard way. I went damn near bald when my people were looking at me like, girl, ill. <laughs> but I still held strong to it. So a point now, fast forward years later, m- mostly all the women in my family are natural. Including me. Because I seen my sister go through it. And I decided I wasn't going to go bald. So I transitioned my way into it. But I'm fully blown natural. These are Since 2011. Exactly. You know how many sisters spending so much money? We talk about black women spending habits and putting so much money. 
you know, spending all of this money um, on clothing. You got to get dressed for church. Mm -hmm. Honey, and you got to get dressed to the nines. <laughs> or folks talk about you. Like, come on. It's the, 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 the church, the whole concept of it ain't going to help us. I mean, we could break down the church forever. I mean, I don't want us to because I do want no, to, we ain't, nope. to sexuality and relationships because uh, that is very important. Yeah, um, we got to finish our reviews. Yes, we have to finish our reviews. We're at episode 32, Clustering Confusion, which I think church is all of that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and episode 32 was about the chapter called Sexuality and Relationships. So um, I don't know if you have any notes on that per se, because we kind of hit, I mean, we talked about sexuality and relationships so far throughout this um, podcast. I don't have any notes, but I do want to go as far as to say, since we had already talked about homosexuality in the church and where it's accepted and where it's not, and then we also talked about interracial relationships, I do feel like the only time I can see myself accepting an interracial relationship is when the black man is gay. If you are gay, don't be going out here getting you, getting you another black man. Get you a white man then. <laughs> Get you an Asian man then. Don't continue to do, don't continue to live in a lifestyle that eradicates us as a people. Because you can't reproduce. So if that's your choice, mm -hmm. choose choose outside of the Black family. And not only just reproducing too, but most people don't even realize that LGBTQ community are very selfish people from my experience. Mm -hmm. They're not about family structure. They ain't picking up nobody kids and hanging out and taking care of children and, and being auntie, uncle, and doing things. I mean, there may be some that do, but that's not the norm. Mm -hmm. They're about chasing that bag, making their money, traveling the world, living their life. And the uh, and being I mean, accepted everywhere. And being accepted everywhere. One thing we can't pick up from that community is how in the hell do they get their agenda to be the first thing on political lines mm -hmm. they're savvy with their organizational skills they as sure a, <laughs> i would like that's one thing that i'm intrigued how how the hell they managed to do that and one of the things that i've learned from my small study and research of them they agree on the content of their plight they agree on a problem they agree on a solution and they really have one voice and one thought when it comes to that mm. so when you hurt them Oh, they ain't just talking about it. They writing it down. They taking mm. pictures. They making a big show and fuss about it. We can't even convince our brothers and sisters that we even got a goddamn problem. Mm. Everybody happy. I'm happy with my weave, my McDonald's mm -hmm. outings, my my car. We can, how the hell are we gonna ever get? We all have to be in agreement at least on that. That we ain't good. Black magic, black power. Oh, we don't even agree rock. on our identity we don't agree on shit even in this conversation we have a bunch of I agree I agree but, but. here's my perspective <laughs> that's completely different from yours like we don't agree on anything the, and, and, and that is except that we don't agree <laughs> <laughs> Like, this know, is crazy. And and this is this is the form. I mean, we're we're no different as any other form that exists. You put ten black people in a room, we all have different contexts. But you think that was done that that's our problem? That no, that was done mm -hmm. to us. 
which is why I think it's important that we start to research and dive into what has been done to us. Stop saying we're okay when we're not. Just because you okay and your family okay don't mean everybody okay. And it doesn't mean that you could turn a blind eye to everybody around you. And that's the biggest problem that I see that we do. It's like, well, if I'm on an up and up and my family's on an up and up, then we good. That's the tribal thought. As a nation, are we good? Because when we were in a and when when we were in leadership, there were no forced to homes. When we were in leadership, there was no such thing as abortions. When we were in leadership, we didn't have these prison systems. This is the white man's world. Acknowledge that. This ain't your world. You a king within the kingdom that don't belong to you. And how and why aren't our brothers taking on that seriously? And our sisters. And that's and think that's something that we want our listeners to understand. That that's the goal of our real talk, our our podcast, is for y'all to understand that we need to recognize what has been taken from us because we're on this shallow thought of thinking. Like everything is okay when it's not. At least if we can agree on that, we can manifest the solutions. Because we have a base. Our home base is scattered. We all over the damn place. Mm-hmm. And and I have one thing to mention with the uh, sexuality and relationships. I want to discuss the other woman aspect. Because I've been the other woman too many times. Brothers who have another woman, you are still responsible for her. And whatever the agreement was. If the agreement was that you was responsible for her sexual needs and you agree to be there anytime for it then you're supposed to be there anytime for it mm-hmm. if you say that she's you know you can call me when you need me i'm here for you i'm always got your back i'll always check in for you be that person because we know that brothers are going to have other women we get that the reason why there's issues and why brothers are not successful with the other woman that they have is because they break the agreement. They said, they forget what they say. Brothers just be talking. And Mm -hmm. not really trying to relate that talk to actions, which is the biggest issue that we have with our brothers. Whatever sound good, which is what the church do. Oh, this sound good. Ooh, you saw them, they all stood up. (laughs) (laughs) We praise and worship. Come on now. Just because something feel good, don't for you. Ice cream tastes real good. I eat it every day. I'm going to have an issue. Mm-hmm. So well, we have to put aside what we feel sometimes and pay attention to the actions and the outcomes of things. Go ahead, I agree. Love. I agree. Well, what I would say is they, would, they can only do something they know that works. So, you know, if it ultimately didn't work, they would stop doing it overnight. So the question becomes... You're not going to stop men from being men. You're not going to stop men from lying, whatever it takes necessary to get sex. That's just not going to happen because part of male nature is uh, sexual conquest to some degree. The question becomes understanding what you know about male nature. What are you going to do in response to necessarily give yourself the best outcome possible? So it's almost like a man saying, okay, I don't like that a woman wants a man to provide because I don't want to provide nothing. I want her to pay 50-50 or I want to pay most of the bills. Maybe, you know, 2021 you say that's what, the way you're thinking well the problem is i'll tell a man uh well 
why would you want a woman to stop being a woman and wanting stability per se as a protector and a provider? Now, it's easy on one end to say, you know, men should stop doing this. But what did I say men should stop doing? Well, as far as just saying stuff without necessarily, you know, living up to what they're supposed to be doing and expecting um, something in return for that, right? Giving something for nothing. Men are always going to go for the easiest deal. I don't know if anybody's really ever said this before. No, 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 because that's the current standard. This mm-hmm. is the new black man. Because no, 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 that's removing no, no, no. the accountability. Because if sexual conquest is your nature, stand by your work. This is what don't lie is, about it. This is what we differ, though. This is what we differ. It's one thing to say, okay, these men are doing this uh, and stand by your word, but what incentive does he have standing next to his word if he's getting the outcomes he wants? There's no if if he's gonna get everything in the kitchen sink, what purpose or what what reason does he say? Okay, you know what? I shouldn't do this anymore. Especially you if I'm are the responsible I want. for what you say and what you do. Period. You're responsible. You have to be held accountable. If you choose a woman and say, "Hey, um, I I like you. I have a wife, but you know I can be there for you." And I'm able to please you and do things for you when you need for that to happen. And then you have this engagement with this woman for some time. And then your feelings change. It's okay to do, to want to divorce the and, and, and break that contract. But have that understanding and that, that, um, that conversation with her. But how's Most that okay times, guys don't do it. And I understand one of the things that... I want you to understand, Brother Love, is that we are clear on what has been done. That we are focused on evoking change. So if we're going to elevate in any way, we can't just say, well, this is what, what's going on and this is just what it is. No, we have to change it. I could just say, well, you know, I always got a perm. And that's just what it is. Honey, I could just say, well, I always got an attitude and talk to you crazy every day. But I, if I want to communicate with you effectively, I have to change some things about me so that I can get acro- um, so that I can get across to you. I, I, think I can't I just elaborate. be stuck in my attitude. I think I should elaborate what I mean. All right, um, I'm not saying that things shouldn't change or necessary things are not going to change. It just take things for what they are. This is what I'm trying to say. Once you begin to understand male and female nature at the core of who they are and what they're going to do and what their purpose is going to be, it makes understanding life a whole lot easier. Now, the problem we really have in relationships are, or this accepting of what it, of, of male and female nature ultimately. So the example where you gave uh, the guys saying one thing and doing another. Once again, if his ultimate goal is sexual conquest, he's going to get it by any means. This is why, this is why to be honest, and, and tell me if I'm wrong, there have been guys you, both of you probably dated who you probably weren't really probably that attracted to to some degree, but maybe you say, okay, you know, if I hold out long enough, maybe I'll get this and that or whatever out of him um, because I know he wants this. Or no. this is, or, or ultimately I could kind of get something out of him if I don't do this for him. The, but that's the, a fucked up way of going about it, which exactly. is what we're saying we need to change as a people. You can't say this is who I am as a core when you have a conscious. You have a conscious, which means you have to make a conscious decision to do something different for the betterment of your people, for the betterment of yourself. You can't just say, this is who I am at my core, so this is who I'm going to be, 
and you need to be something better to get this reaction out of me. Like, no, you can't say, I know what I'm doing is wrong, but I'm going to do it anyway because this is who I am. That's bullshit. And I'm going to church. <laughs> these people don't have, <laughs> these people don't have, know who they are. Because if you know who you are, you wouldn't do the things that you do. If you really knew how special you are and what your real responsibility is. I don't have a track record of, of taking things from men. My mm -hmm. issue has been taking care of men and not being taken care of back in return. Mm -hmm. I wasn't that gold digger woman. And I, when I was acting outside of my mind is when I wasn't aware of my worth. I didn't know the, the true core of male and female relationship. I didn't understand that a male is responsible for me. As soon as you enter a woman sexually, you become, she becomes your responsibility. This is this was your plight prior to slavery. We didn't have, or every woman was accounted for. Brothers had multiple wives, and all of those wives were taken care of. You have brothers entering a whole bunch of women, they ain't taking care of nobody. They can't even afford to. And that's a problem in itself, too. Why are you not concerned about what has been taken from you? You mad at the wrong person. You mad at the black woman. The black woman ain't taking nothing from you. We may have caused you grief and drama and drain you emotionally, but remember, we have been drained and, and scarred too. That's why it's important that we actually understand because people say they know who they are or they know the relationships of male and female, but do you really? Do you really know your, your responsibility for the next woman or for the next man? Because we, you speaking to two women who agree um, with a man having multiple women, as long as there's respect. Mm -hmm. If my black man came to me maturely and said he needed to have a relationship with another woman and we, he wanted to work that out, I, I'm open-minded to that. Because he's going to have it anyway. So mm -hmm. why, why am I going to act like it doesn't exist? See, the, but in church, everybody acting like they're monogamous. Everybody acting like they just sleeping with one person. There are some couples that do, but a lot of people are not practicing that. And that's, that is the main thing that um, Kahawi and myself is trying to reiterate to you that when, as you share um, with us, and we appreciate all that you share, and I hope you don't feel we're attacking you because it's all love, and the tension and the and the spiciness comes from the pain of us not being what we should be because it's been taken from us. We didn't put ourselves in this position. What has been done to us is what our our concern is within this podcast, and we are responsible. For some of the things, for, for the, the the actions that we take that lead us closer to our demise versus our victory. And we didn't get here by our own doing, but the system that put us here, we have too much faith in. Mm -hmm. And and even just in how we function as a people, like, oh, it's just that's the way it is. I don't want that to be. Oh, baby girl, she fast. You know, that's just how she is. She not fast. Maybe somebody touching her. What's going mm -hmm. on with her? We have to change our way of thinking. I hope paradigm and how we live and how we talk and how we interact with each other is not conducive to our victory. It's conducive to our demise. 
So that's why we get on you, brother love, when you try to show, because you're being your name, which is beautiful. It's just like, it's all love. No, unfortunately, you're brother love, but brother brothers out here ain't being so lovely to each other or to their sisters. We are, you are, we are responsible for you and you are responsible for us. And our brothers need to take pay attention to that. You are responsible for the sisters. It's not a uh, um, a small task to just lie and get what you want. That go that taps back into your spirituality. That's your moral code of ethic. That's your well, karma. Well, if if you're gonna talk about spirituality, you're saying use that as a compass. Um, but even besides that, uh, what I would say is. If you're looking for a certain outcome, there has to be a social contract. So you're saying you want this man to look, or black men in particular, look after you, and vice versa. Then there has to be a set of standards, guidelines, and a contract to be upheld on both ends. And it seems as if that's not the case at the current, at least in this current environment, per se. Beautiful. I think think when men are asking for, women are asking for, uh, the other just doesn't want to give. Uh, for whatever reason, not sure why. It could be ego. It could just be I want things my way. Um, but whatever it is, there has to be something, uh, something like a guiding light or morale that gives us better outcomes. And the reason, once again, I don't want to get really get back to the religious conversation, but the reason I said it was a good tool because it could be something to galvanize a group of people in a very quick way, rather than. Um, trying to just convince people otherwise of something they may not feel like is in their best interest. I can say, okay, it's in your best interest to get married. And then the man says, why should I get married? I don't want to get married. Mm. What am I going to tell him to make him actually want to get married? Or necessarily even want to stay with one woman or necessarily be a father to his children? What Mm -hmm. can I say that says, okay, this is a benefit to you and not just you, the community? What I've seen is most people don't think there's a benefit in the structure that is being proposed that's that works for every other community. I want to ask you a question, brotherly love, because I'm glad you brought that up. Because you're right. What do you do? Because, you know, you're relying, as from what you're stating, you're relying or you feel that the black church is good um, to kind of reiterate certain structures as far as marriage or just fatherhood in that degree. Even though I disagree in that platform, but I do want to ask you a question because it kind of leads us to the next um, episode, which is 30 more than a rating uh, where we discuss um, the teenage years, the parental guidance um, that um, you're speaking of right now when you say, you know, what do we say and what do we do as a black man? Can you share what are the things that you teach um, black males? Because one of the things that Kahawi and I have noticed, which is a real reason why brothers are running amok, there's no rites of passage programs. I don't really see brothers corralling or galvanizing brothers outside of sports. If it's not sport related, I don't see many um, groups and there's some that there are pocket of folks that's doing the work, but it's not a popularized um, task. Are you, um, are you aware of, are you doing the work itself and bringing brothers together and talking to them about the importance of marriage, importance of fatherhood, like, you know, or have you experienced that as a man in, and it's as a, as a young man yourself, when you was pulled into any organization outside of the church, or even if it was within the church. 
I would say, as far as talking to young men about uh, help creating that structure in their life, what I know they do is just show the benefits of having that structure in their life. Um, so ultimately, a lot of young guys may not have an idea of, of how they're going to end up in a successful position, but they want to actually get there. Um, so I will just give them a few of the things I've learned uh, growing up uh, that helped me necessarily get where I am today. And I would say, first and foremost, the ultimate currency for a man is self-respect as well as respect itself. Uh, without that necessarily, um, you're ultimately going to not do very well in life and necessarily not have enough self-esteem to want to do better for yourself. Um, self-discipline, um, that's also a major one, which we definitely lack in our community because of instant gratification. This is why I said uh, one of the uh, number one um, things as far as manhood would be self-control, uh, especially controlling your own wand, because that could be a very... Uh, so how you do that? Destructive. Well, you take it one decision at a time. So uh, what my, one of the strategies I would do is, did I make mistakes and, and have setbacks? I, of course I did. Um, but I had other people who held me accountable around me. So let's say I want to do something and I had a conversation with certain other guys, they would hold me to the fire. They'll say, you know, that sounds stupid. Why would you do that? You know, you know, we taught you better than that, so on and so forth. So that's a poor system, that structure that was there. Um, wanting to be like the other uh, people that I actually look up to who were successful themselves and trusting that whatever they're telling me will work is very important. A lot of times with young guys, you know, they do, it, it's easy to go out there to do basic things like sex. Anybody can do that. It doesn't require much hard work. It doesn't require much um, thinking or thought. It just requires you to do a particular act by necessarily uh, performing. Um, being successful or necessarily having a good life takes a lot of planning, hard work, a lot of discipline, a lot of self-control, a lot of understanding who you are, and just time to mature. Um, sometimes we end up trying to make adult decisions before we're ready to, and that also leads to a lot of different problems as well. So I would say get a mentor for any guy, if you possibly can, uh, whether it's a friend, a family uh, person, uh, or, or even if your parents or your father's not around, or you don't have a million life currently, um, if maybe you just have a mother there, maybe she can help find a mentor for you. But in the end, uh, it's hard navigating the world and learning about manhood on your own because you don't understand the essence of what it means to be a man uh, at that particular age. And if you try to do it on your own, there are going to be so many hurdles to navigate that it's going to be more difficult to do it on your own than it would be with somebody who can kind of foresee uh, certain things for you so then you can avoid them altogether. So I want to share with you because... Um... All of that sounds great, and um, I, however, there is a, a component that's missing, um, which is the meat and potatoes of what needs to happen. Like, for example, everything that you said, finding a mentor, or you know, um, you show you show them by you know living the example and and, and doing um, what is it that they should do. You model the behavior. Um, the problem that Sister Sherazad has mentioned in her book that we're deconstructing is that right now the process of manhood for teenage males is downright pitiful. Mm -hmm. There's no structure. Even if she finds this mentor, what is his message to this young man? Ultimately, you know, our, our, and our brothers are not 
unfortunately, our brothers do not have, think about it. Like, what is the rites of passage for a young man? What are we teaching our boys to chase the bag, to deflower the woman? I haven't heard anything different. Nope. Well, well, like I was saying before about the respect thing, every man, every boy craves respect because that's part of being a man, right? And ultimately, how they gonna respect is by completing certain tasks in their life and accomplishments. Men get judged ultimately by these particular things. And if a child or a young man doesn't understand this, this is the currency of manhood, then of course they're gonna go off what they see on TV, what they believe on their own, because they don't really know enough to actually draw a, a great conclusion as to what it means. Because even when they get these things, whether they get the sex or get the money, they're still gonna feel empty inside and not necessarily, and try to fill it with the sex and the money. And they're gonna try to get more of it because I think that's gonna make them more of a man. If you're not a man before the money or before the women, you're not gonna be a man after that either. Mm-hmm. But this is something they have to understand. And this is why mentor is important because a mentor would already, should already understand these principles and to be able to relay this information to them in a way that will actually ultimately help them grow in their manhood. Just, just leaving them to known devices is going to be an issue no matter which way you cut slice it. Which is true. I, I just, you know, the, the groups of, because I noticed, at least as a mom, um, there are tons of girl leadership programs. Like, it's just tons of them. I have a lot of um, sisters that's constantly bringing girls together and mentoring them. Even myself, I have pulled girls off the um, out of my neighborhood and mentor them and encourage them. And there are sisters that, you know, I'm a one-person operation, so I don't have a mass load of people under my belt. But I'm constantly reaching out. I don't see that as a common thread among brothers pulling in brothers and giving them structure to that level because even even now i would like to hear the reason because that is what we're trying to get at you know because we're kind of beating around the bush but we're not talking about what exactly is being taught because the the reason why i'm against the church as it is now if the church is willing to revamp its style where maybe it can be like um, going traditionally to who we are, where it's like an elders council and all of the elders on the council board, their lifestyle is respected and commendable and it's chosen by the people. And then we go to them for certain concerns and problems. I can see that. And people are held accountable. You can ask a question at church. You can disagree with pastor. You can disagree with deacon. And then there's some type of investigation and research. If we had that type of open air space, then I would be in agreement with the church, but it hasn't been revamped to that core. But I would like to hear um, your feelings on why is it that men are not pulling in these teenage boys and giving them some true structure as respect for just not only for self, but also for the black family. Because it's disrespectful for brothers out here to prey on women to deflower for that to be the thing to to deflower as many as you can because you're handsome and that's what you're supposed to do and i hear this from good men mm-hmm. even my man um i've heard him and i have i correct him every time he say it when he he oh that young man well he gonna get a lot of women yeah he gonna do his thing and i'm like really this is because because you doing your thing destroys families 
It doesn't build the, and then it, it also destroys the black woman. Because if you want to run through her and hurt her, and then you build up such a negative karma and reputation within her, no wonder you got to go to the white woman. Because they don't know what you've been doing. Mm -hmm. And you ain't been practicing that with her and her girls. You did it with your own sisters. So, yeah, I would like to know why, because you said it doesn't happen where brothers are, are, are speaking to younger brothers on a consistent basis. Because if my man ain't talking about sports or work, he ain't talking. The only time he do discuss black politics is in the heat of frustration. But I always try to encourage him, like, yo, man, talk to these brothers about, you know, stability and mental health and, and, and self-control. So why why brothers not doing that, you know, for us to figure out how to pull our rites of passage out of this downright pitiful stage that it's currently in? Well, you might like the answer I'm going to give, um, but I'm going to say it like this. Ultimately, uh, this is what I would say should happen. After a certain age, the mother should not be allowed to have the sons anymore and should give them to the fathers. I agree with that. We agree with that. <laughs> and all, they should Listen, be allowed, you they ain't listening to the show. Even, they shouldn't be allowed to be, that, That's ultimately going to help a lot. Um, I, man, oh, say that again. I agree. What? Say it louder for the people say in the louder. back. Don't give give the kids to the kid give the kids to the or the boys to the fathers after a certain age because once again they're gonna need that structure from their fathers. Um I think I think one thing in the black community that actually is very detrimental to young boys is that um they uh the mothers will will encourage their daughters but hinder their sons or enable their sons. So let's say they'll they'll, they'll tell the son uh, mm -hmm. or the daughter, I mean they'll tell the daughter, okay, I want you to go to college, get education, this is important. But a lot of time for the son, it's not really the same thing he's getting as far as what she expects from him. No. He may not be, be able to read on, even on grade level, but if his, her daughter would have read on grade level, she'll get on her more so. Now, understand that he's going to need as big of a kick in the butt as she is because ultimately, at some point, he needs to be a suitable mate for somebody, but he's not going to be if the work's not done early on. Yeah, I agree. I said that in one of our shows too, because that is a huge problem. We hinder our boys because I, I don't even know what the hell the reason is, but it happens more times than not. Well, I'll say this much. This is what I believe happens. Now, once again, you know, I might get pushed back for this. I believe that most black women in the community are okay with the status quo. And what I mean by that is they uh, want, they have a certain level of power and they want to maintain it. All right. Let's say all the boys in the community became men and they became very successful and they became uh, you know, leaders in the community. Do we really want a true patriarchy? I would actually argue no, because we've never really had one over, as a collective in the black community, as far as black Americans are concerned. So the threat of actually having them be like other races of men who are successful and wanted to take power back and, and have their families back is a very it's a huge liability to a group of women who used to being in power all mm -hmm. these years so you know it sounds great on paper but the real thing is going to be are women willing to step aside and let men do what they need to do to make sure these boys are better off and if they are are gonna are they gonna be okay with the changes of environment that's going to occur when the men become better uh mates or better men in the community well, I think you should start sharing that concept with other brothers. And mm -hmm. we are working on the sisters to know when to stay in our lane because we do have an issue with power tripping. And it's because 
going back to that men saying whatever and doing something else, that puts a woman in a in a abandonment stage where she feels like, well, you know what, I can't depend on nobody. So I gotta mm-hmm. do it myself. And and that gets out of control to a point that when she does encounter a man who is living to his words and he is showing action and, and improving. She doesn't know how to be receptive because it's not what she's accustomed to or the sisterhood that she confines in. They're not accustomed to that behavior too. So it's a learning curve, but that concept in itself is beautiful. And I, and the, for our listeners out there, I'm all for that. I have an uncle who has a nephew in his life. Um, his only nephew, he doesn't have any sons and the nephew is giving the mother a hard time. And the mom does not want to let her boy go with his uncle. And he asks for him several times, like, I'll take him under my wing. I'll, you know, do what I need to do for him. And she just refuses. And we mm. are enabling our babies. Sisters out there, I understand. We are, you know, the propaganda of the media constantly showing our young boys being killed and hurt. We like to keep them close, keep them home but they're not going to grow into a man underneath our, our rulership because we're mm-hmm. women. They what's the incentive? Because what's what's ultimately what you're asking is, what's the incentive of Black women giving up their power? The incentive of a Black woman is not even about giving up her power. It's about controlling it. Because I can't teach a Black man how to be a Black man. So my power is, I'm not giving it up by saying, you know what, this ain't my lane. Mm-hmm. me categorizing my power in a way where I, it's not out of control where I'm now inflicting pain and, and more damage to myself because we can get out of control with power power and it's like too much of anything ain't good water nourishes you but it can drown you <laughs> fire keeps you warm but it can burn you you know same mm-hmm. thing with power you know you can have it but you need to control it so that for the woman that the sisters that's listening we have to control that. Like I, I'm, I'm, um, with child, and I'm not sure if I'm having a boy or a girl. But if I have a boy and he turned 12, 13, and you know, say the father and I ain't together, who knows? Another, I don't know. He turned 12, 13. He can go with his daddy. We was just mm-hmm. saying this offline with Honey, the show us. <laughs> we was talking about the movie <laughs> Boys in the Hood. We was like, yes, she it's your turn. Yeah, I did what I can. He ain't listening. He gotta go with you. And he built him into manhood. And that was a lesson learned. And that's a staple movie within the black community that we need to actually take heed to. I love that you said that. That that was a powerful jewel because there are brothers out here who want to be more involved in black men's lives, but there is a woman stopping it. Whether she's just scornful with this whole child support bullshit or she's just stopping it because she just that's her baby. And then when he grows up to be a no shit man, she want she don't know why. So, I yeah, agree. That that and that leads us great. Um, and person. you know what, too, brother love, I do want to say because you're you're coming in on this while we're at the second book, which was um, the Black Woman's Guide to Understanding the Black Man. We've already went into ragging in on us in full totality when we did our first book. So you're coming in this and it may feel like, you know, we're just ragging on the brothers. That's because that's the agenda for this book. The agenda for this book is to get our men on one accord so that we can be better because we've already done 
our book. So we're not really focusing on um, too much on, right, too much on the sisters at this point in time. We will admit our falls when it comes up in conversation, but we ragged on us from sunup to sundown. In episodes one through 20. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't want you to feel like this is just an attack on the men and that we don't have no shit with us because we got a whole lot of shit with us. So I just want to <laughs> bring that piece. No, I appreciate yes. that. Yeah, because it's not your fault uh, in totality. We, we play a huge part in the toxic behavior that exists. And what you just described, and I would love for you to drop another jewel like that, because that's that's where we want a majority of our show to be about action plans. Like that's a concrete, very simple action plan. The action plan that let the black man take control of the black boys. Period. Whatever he say. So if the black man come home and he say that boy, he, he I'm gonna slap him up his his damn head because he ain't do the laundry or he didn't do whatever he was supposed to do. That's not the time for the black woman to jump up and say, "Oh, don't touch him." Mm-hmm. Don't don't you know? We need to learn how to stay in our lane, and that's something, brother love, that I'm um advocating for black brothers and in my circle of life and how i move forward i'll make sure i continue that anthem because one of the things we can drop these jewels every time we encounter somebody you know we don't got to just say what's up good morning you 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 can change our lingo and be like hey black man you taking care of a black boy Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know and, it, and then see where that conversation go if they take heed to it then you drop that jewel because i don't even think brothers uh, so unfortunately us sisters we have put our babe our, our men in such a defeated state when it comes in it comes to relationships that's why they go to the other races we know we're just saying that i regardless of how crazy we are have some con- self-control and uplift the bloodline because shit we go through it too mm-hmm. we're not abandoning you so no no more excuses stay stay home with us and that leads us to episode 36 because the black man is our king and um we have um chapter 12 in this episode we talked about leadership and you just gave you dropped the jewel on brothers far as with leadership because that's something that all young black men should be aware of in any part of their life that one day they should be in a position not even one day they are responsible for the black boys underneath them as they even growing, as they even maturing into manhood. You're responsible for that little boy underneath you. You correct him when he's doing wrong. You are your brother's keeper. Mm-hmm. You know, I believe in certain things with the Bible now. <laughs> I just don't like that we accept things um, in totality, even, even when there's some massive error um, within. So yes, we are at episode 36 leadership so i don't know if y'all have any notes for um episode 36 leadership nope nope how about you brother love no i don't Um, have anything no i don't have anything either the only thing oh actually i did have one note the only note that i had with episode 36 was that it is good um there is a good idea for black brothers to start labeling um, brothers in two categories, whether they are a Sambo or they are a king. 
and that goes back into our brothers with accountability i mm-hmm. i don't i don't know um brother love if you are um because i i noticed just within the brotherhood that y'all all just want to get along <laughs> you know i don't really ever see a brother say i don't fuck with that nigga i don't fuck with that dude not to say we should use the word nigga but in just in in made in terms of a language of how we just speak I don't see brothers doing that. It's just more so like you keep things to yourself. If a guy is shady and grimy, everybody know he's shady and grimy and he let him live. Oh, you've seen it before. You may just not have recognized it. I'll give you an example. Uh, there's certain guys, it's like guys are very, um, I don't want to say tribal, but like everything else, they form cliques, right? So maybe, you know, Certain dudes that fit in a certain group don't fit in the group with other dudes for whatever reason, or they clash based off of ideas. So if a guy says, I want to be this dude who goes to college, kind of a square guy, uh, want to get life, kind of um, color within the lines, that's one group of dudes. The street dudes, they might not want anything to do with it. They might interact with them in passing, but realistically, most of those guys don't want to interact with the street culture per se. So, you know, it happens quite often. It actually happens quite often. It's just something that necessarily, it, it, it doesn't have to be said. It's just understood. This is one of those type of things. Or it's like if, if, if a drug dealer says, okay, he knows a kid's good ball player or something. And he's like, all right, well, I don't want you in the streets. I don't want you around us. You can actually do something better for yourself. Uh, you can even, you know, go to college or something. I don't want you in the streets. I'll buy a pair of shoes or something for the game or whatever. He doesn't want him to interact with that kind of, with that culture. He wants to help him distance himself away from that because he wants better for him. Mm. So it, I, it happens. It, it just happens. it's just one of those things that's under that's not necessarily talked about. It's just understood. Well, I'll say one thing, and and this is just more so why I was leading to it because I'm always an advocate for rebuilding the black queen. Um, because even though we have the crown, is is crooked as hell, and um, we we have a lot of pain and one of the things with the accountability aspect is with leadership because we talked about um brother elijah muhammad um in this chapter um <laughs> i think that was one of the most highlighted parts of this episode is when we kind of shared how um brothers covered even sisters too they covered him um practicing pedophilia and even with in home when a young girl is touched or even if a black boy is touched that that attitude of handling it within the home or beating the shit out of a young man it's not done anymore everybody's going to call a 911 and going to court now mm-hmm. so as you know I, I just throw that out there hoping that brothers who are listening that we you don't have to say and criminalize yourself on air um but I wish that attitude would exist back again, where you know somebody touched you or did something they had no business doing. They're taken care of. Period. Well, this comes back down to the social contract again. So you know, you're saying okay, they should do this, but what's their incentive and what they get in return? And this was always going to come down to. It has to be a, ben- a mutual beneficial uh, relationship amongst both parties in order for you to have cooperation in this type of. Uh, of understanding between each other because it used to be you didn't have to say it you just knew if something like this happened it would be taken care of but that was part of the social contract because he expected something from her she did it and she expected something from him and he did it and it wasn't like he had to sit down and kind of iron it out 
they were socialized to end up knowing what their roles were and how to necessarily uh, do whatever they were supposed to be doing for the opposite sex without necessarily have to say. Hmm. Uh, the I social mean- contract nowadays is kind of uh, a lot of gray area. Uh, some guys don't know whether to be chivalrous anymore or not. They don't even know whether it's even worth, you know, uh, going on dates or uh, courting a woman, let alone um, how much leeway do they have raising their own children. If, you know, maybe the mom and I give him the reins of actually being able to teach him how to be a man. So there's a lot of gray area with that social contract, which is causing a lot of confusion and chaos. And until there's an agreement amongst ourselves as to what the expectations are and actually following through with those expectations, we're going to continue to have the same problems on both sides. Mm-hmm. I mean, when it comes to pedophilia, it ain't no damn contract. Well, no, mm-hmm. what, what I mean is if, if that happened, the men would just take care of it. It wouldn't have to be like, okay, we got to do this, 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 and this. It would be taken care of. That's what I, I mean. Just understanding what I'm saying. It. Yeah. I think men need to get back on that. Because um, it's too much of this having to go and protest and march about what you want to do. Just do it. Too much of it all. Yeah, exactly. I, but even now you see it with the uh, camera phones. So let's say, you know, uh, a young lady, something's happening to a young lady and you say a guy or, or something's happened. A lot of guys stand around recording. They won't even, even attempt to help the young lady um, mm-hmm. for whatever reason. So this shows are breaking the social contract and it's only getting worse, unfortunately. Uh, so at some point we're all going to have to come back down, back to the table to come up with some kind of agreement because uh, this is not something that can continue to happen uh, and have our community succeed. Hmm. Mm-hmm. To be honest, most men, I, I'm going to be honest about this. Most men in the black community, they don't feel respected. They don't feel wanted. They don't believe. They actually believe if black women had a choice, they would probably leave on their own if if, if that was the, if that was the better option. To be totally honest, most men in the black community feel as if, well, uh, I think I'm the best choice because, uh, not because she may want to stay, but because this may be one of the only options she may have, based off of you know the social contract that she has with us. Because if she attempts to go somewhere else, the things that she would do in this community, other races, other groups of men would not necessarily tolerate that because they already have a social contract and they have certain expectations. So a lot of men are feeling as if we're disposable to the black community. They feel as if it's okay. It's just the black community consists of mother and children and we're just interchangeable parts. Hmm. So, you know, which is why you have guys standing there recording. Don't feel like they got to protect anymore. So, well, if I'm disposable and necessarily don't need me per se, then what would be the purpose of me doing anything that you would want me to do based on the social contract? They don't think there's a necessary reason to do it anymore. At least the younger kids. You got some generation X and millennials who necessarily still uh, do X, Y, Z things, but the younger kids, it's a whole lot worse, a whole lot worse. That same loyalty is not there um, that once was there because, once again, uh, the social contract's not being upheld on both sides. Yeah, that's true. That is true. We are at our last episode, 37, I Can't Hold My Tongue, which is the the ending of leadership. Oh. So we...
happy end. We have officially completed um, Sister Shahrazad's work. Um, I, we, I didn't even realize how long we've been recording. <laughs> this has been a longer show. I told Brother Love, I said, I show typically is an hour, hour and a half. We Honestly, lied to you. Hours. <laughs> but, Our show's um, always been there two hours. Be an hour and 45 minutes, hour and 48 minutes. You know what? Keep it on, keep track of time, because she don't be editing the show when it's over. <laughs> she come through, she speak her piece, and... <laughs> that is true. That I is true. Right. I was like, damn, this show too goddamn long. <laughs> but these, you know, time can fly when, you know, you get in depth conversations like this just because the level of importance. Absolutely. Um, you don't yeah. want to kind of leave ideas on the table that you're like, oh, man, I wish I would have said this, or I wish I would have mm-hmm. said that something that could ultimately be useful to the listening to the audience yes well we appreciate you brother love um seriously because um you have given us another masculine perspective because we can't do this work alone Mm -hmm. and um us as sisters we have decided that we want to take on the responsibility of just having this conversation because you know if you if you can just get your thoughts aligned to your um true goals and your true desires things can change around you and like we had all mentioned earlier that these type of conversations they're not being had enough we too much on the fluff mm-hmm. we, want, we want to start focusing on having more action-based control like we, we stated you know the, the brothers they need to take control of the black boys period and sister Kauri and i said brothers you don't need to be dating women outside of your race stay with the sisters play with the other races when you want to have fun time to build family come back to us those are like specific action codes and that's the mm-hmm. goal of us we just want to continue to provide our people with concrete action plans that is ultimately beneficial to the nation as a whole because like i said i want to see myself in the future i don't want this kumbaya approach that we're just mixing the melting the melting pot is being mixed to a point where everybody's gonna look biracial i like mm-hmm. having chocolate blue black kinky haired people in in this world i think that's beautiful i don't want to omit that look but i think what's gonna end up happening in the end i don't think black people are ever gonna go anywhere in this country i just think we're gonna have a different type of black person and what i mean by that is i think intercultural dating is going to be a bigger thing as more people come to this country and then we're just going to be absorbed to some degree, not all of us, obviously, but to some degree, uh, with people that look like us, but culturally don't have the same ideology to some uh, some degree. Well, as we when we pick up the, when we pick out dogs, we like the pure pedigree. So I'm going to keep my mind. <laughs> <Let's pure. say>. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, but um, if we don't have any more um things to share, I think that's it. That is it. Okay. I appreciate uh, being invited to the show. Hopefully, at some point, I can come back again and we continue this dialogue. Yes, we would love to have you back. Um, just so our listeners know, when we come back on air, we will be deconstructing the book by um, Dr. Amos. Love him. Um, I, yes, I love his work, too. So just so you know, um, if you're just catching on to the tail end of us, we had uh, discussed the black woman. Um, then we moved on to discuss the black man. And with Dr. Amos Wilson's book, we're going to dive into the developmental psychology of the black child. 
because mm-hmm. all of the behaviors that we practice, whether good, bad, or indifferent, they ultimately affect our offspring. And how are we affecting our children from womb, from within the womb and on? So he mm-hmm. goes in detail into how we are um, preparing them for life and ultimately possibly for death. So, yeah, that's going to be our next book that we are going to deconstruct. So when we come back on air, that will um, we encourage you to purchase the book. It's about, I mean, you can get a used copy for like $13, $21. Well, actually, it went up. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, please, please get the book, The Developmental Psychology of the Black Child by Dr. Amos N. Wilson. Mm-hmm. So until next time, lady y'all. I am not an inanimate object that can be picked up and placed down at anyone's disposal. I cannot be touched, played with, or broken at the expense of any unsolicited hand. I will not be delicately whispered to by any old face with a pair of lips. I will not be slipped into someone's pocket when no one is watching. I will not be bought, sold, or tossed for donation. I am not without voice, reason, or defense. I am not without willpower to not be treated inanimately. If I had to do with two, it, I'd be frontline with the llama So I suggest you act right or get left, uh Kill him with the baseline, treble clef, uh Put it in the stocking, then we ship it overseas And when that fatty came back, it was more than what we needed So I suggest you play your part and get it to him, what we doing? Judy is the tribe, the nappy head is super duper If you ain't rolling with us, then I'll take it, you against us So you better keep you cool and keep it moving, hope you're listening Let me break it down for a second, wait, wait You and I are not the same, split the cake, I'm out, lady, motor alone, exposed to snakes uh, Don't know why they hit me, I'm just trying to elevate the beast in love But don't mistake it, if you got it, get it, shake it, nigga, this is what you want We can get into it if you're trying to build your world I can put you in direct connection with the plug Didn't know you needed it until I put you on Let me break it down for a second, wait, wait You and I are not the same, split the cake and all Let him hold it on his clothes and uh, Don't know why they hit me, I'm just trying to elevate the peace and love But don't mistake it, if you got it, get it, shake it, nigga